Well, you're listening to the Enviro Show, and uh, last but certainly not least, I'm sure you would have heard that recently here in Cape Town, the silver-headed group known as the Elders gathered, and they discussed many, many things. But amongst the topics that they discussed was what they describe as the biggest threat facing the planet, which, needless to say, was climate change. And uh, also, needless to say, the issue of shale gas and fracking came up. And uh, Jimmy Carter is quoted as having said that if it's a choice between coal and oil or shale gas, go with shale gas. So what does that uh, what does that tell us about fracking? And as you know, uh, well, possibly you've read, anti-fracking protesters marched through the centre of uh, Cape Town just recently to Shell South Africa offices to hand over a letter saying that the global oil company was not welcome in the Karoo. Well, it looks like fracking and shale gas is uh, not about to lie down anytime soon. To give us certainly his input, we have on the line Jonathan Deal. He's uh, head of the Treasure the Karoo Action Group. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, Nancy. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, it's a pleasure. It's, it's only been a matter of time. The thing about fracking is that there are so many arguments uh, for and against. And along came the elders, uh, and you know we, we all sort of expecting them to throw up their hands in horror. They seem to be quite, perhaps not pro-fracking, but certainly pro-shale gas. Absolutely, and I think that you, you made an interesting point when you mentioned that Jimmy Carter said, you know, if it's, we, uh, if it's a choice, we'll go for shale gas because it's cleaner. And there is a, there is a very cleverly marketed perception by the, the oil and gas industry that it is cleaner. Certainly, we're all aware that if you use a gas cylinder to heat a liter of water or you make a coal fire to do the same thing, you're going to make a lot more mess with the coal. But what is missing from that argument is the science of the, the many emissions that are not counted in terms of the extraction, the mining, the transporting of the gas, the fugitive methane that escapes. And methane <clears throat> can be a far more potent gas than CO2. It can be up to 70 times more potent in a 20-year time frame than CO2. So, and although we have seen carbon emissions go down in America, but one thing that we all need to understand is that we're part of a global community. And if America's not in coal, they're exporting the coal, and the coal is getting burned somewhere else. And the pollution doesn't recognize global boundaries, which means that essentially we sit with the same problem anyway, no matter where the coal is being burned. The thing about shale gas is, is there no other way of accessing it other than through fracking? I don't believe that that there is. I must point out that I'm a layman, although I have led this campaign and studied this very carefully for three years, and I do so on a daily basis. At this stage, there is no other way other than the technology that they've got. They may be able to introduce things like using uh, nitrogen foam or uh, liquid petroleum gas itself to fresh underground, but that brings its own problems with it, and you still end up with, with enormous risk uh, to people and to the biodiversity when, in fact, um, we have natural gas that we can buy on the spot market offshore as soon as ESCOM is ready to use it. There are many sources of offshore gas around the coast of southern Africa, some ready to go within two or three years. And we're talking foreseeably about a production process that would only get to using shale gas in this country by about 2023, 2023. By which time we need to be far down the road in terms of renewables in any event. 
Yeah, well, we've just been talking about renewables yeah. and we just need a whole lot more money to get, get poured into those yeah. industries, really. But one of the things that we tend to do here in South Africa, we, we look abroad, we look overseas to see who's doing what. And one of the things that you have been quoted as, as having said, that the proof of the unsustainability of fracking is that, that Shell's South African's parent, Royal Dutch Shell, was actually trying to sell its US shale gas assets. They're trying, I've just finished, completed a PowerPoint presentation this evening that I'm presenting in KZN tomorrow. And one of the slides mentions that BHP, Billiton, BP, and Shell in the United States, between the three of them, took $7 billion write down in their shale gas assets in 2012 and 2013. And Shell are trying to desperately to divest from their shale gas assets in Colorado, Texas. So it's, it's not. Um, everything that is panned out to be. And then people will say, well, why, if the economics are not so good, why are the companies doing this? It's well, Any global oil and gas company thrives and grows on its share price. And investors stop buying shares if they perceive that a company is not opening up new exploration, getting new reserves and getting new fields. And I firmly believe that this is one of the things that we're seeing here. I cannot find any other reason why we more, more than 211 bans, moratoria, and restrictions on shale gas mining around the world in the present circumstances. Um, yours, your, the Treasure the Karoo Action Group, you have quite a strong voice, but do, is, your, is your voice getting sufficiently heard? I mean, is, are there enough people um, really listening to and really <laughs> understanding what it's all about? Uh, it's, it's been very difficult. It's an expensive exercise to try and educate the public when you are um, competing with somebody the size of Royal Dutch Shell and their associates in the oil and gas industry. And it really shouldn't actually be our job. But we're, we're getting through more and more, but we're not alone. There are many organizations that do excellent work. The Center for Environmental Rights does good work in terms of informing people from a legal viewpoint, um, Mr. Johan Rupert has briefed an attorney in Crawford who's put together a very competent team. So, you know, we're not standing alone in our opposition to this. Yeah. Just lastly, very briefly, um, is it because you're wanting to treasure the Karoo or is it because you're wanting to stop fracking? I mean, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I'm very pleased you asked that question. My absolute and sole focus which is driven by my complete belief that fracking is the wrong thing for South Africa, is actually on the future generations of South Africans and Africans. This is not about preserving some elite lifestyle in the Karoo. If one looks at the maps in the country, Nancy, where, where the new exploration areas have already been applied for, our entire country is dotted with this. This is not something just for the Karoo farmer anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that we should flesh it out more on your show. In, indeed, I think we should. I think we need to have all sides of the of the argument here. But yes. I think what we all need to do is inform ourselves better. So I'm going to refer people to your website where they can start there at least. No, thank you. Very best of luck. Sure, we'll speak so again. Take care. Enjoy your evening. Thank Bye. you. Jonathan Deal, he's the head of the Treasure the Karoo Action Group. And if you would like to find out more and find out a little bit for yourself, treasurethekaroo.co.za is the website, treasurethekaroo.co.za. And if you want to find us here at the Enviro Show, we're at enviro at safm.co.za or find us on Facebook. It's the Enviro Show on SAFM. Thanks very much.